tea. I'm coughing. This is burning taro. And here comes another pleasant sound. The sound of the microphone going into the wind cover. Watch out. The other sounds you might hear, sweetie darlings. Oop, more windscreen sounds. Clonk, clonk, squeeze, squeeze. There we go. The other sounds you might hear around here include my feet on the red cinder on the red road below me. Yeah, this just goes straight out into the National Forest. You might hear some adorable birds. I hear, I believe, some robins. I hear some faraway humany crashing sounds. And I hear the cicadas. And they have hatched and left their weird little shells, their skins, clinging to various grasses and twigs and things in the forest. Looking creepy and super awesome. Can you hear them? There is also some wind, some breeze, talking to us from the higher branches of the ponderosa pines. It's an overcast day. We've got some dark gray clouds coming in, maybe a little bit of thunder soon, but a bit of blue sky as well. I either have COVID or don't. Not sure yet. Oh. Huh, might just be a summer cold. You guys remember when people could just get a summer cold and that was just a thing and you'd be like, eh, I have a summer cold. This kind of sucks. Oh, well. And then you just didn't really worry about it. <laughs> I remember those days. But now a summer cold could be just about anything. We got to be more careful with each other. So we have a wonderful card uh, to take us through the next 10 days. Because I'm assuming I don't have COVID and I can go on the family camp out. Go see all my awesome relatives. So I won't be posting again for... Probably a good 10 or 12 days. If I remain stuck here with COVID, maybe I'll post a Burning Tarot podcast every day. I don't know. We'll have to see. But anyway, I'm assuming this is going to be a week to two week card. So it's really nice to draw something just fantastic, successful, manifested, ready to rock. I'm referring, of course, to the card that we call the world. It is a lovely card and we are using the, uh, the old school Smith Rider Weight or RWS uh, deck today. Here comes another weird microphone noise. Hold on. Boy, I'm just full of those microphone noises today. Goodness. So the world, like, are you going to get much better than that? No. So whatever you're complaining about today, stop for a minute. Take a nice deep breath and contemplate the various things that are manifesting in your life right now that are kind of freaking amazing. Because they're there. They really are. 
the world card lets us know that we are the world dancer and that each of us has a lifetime, a life in which to dance with the energies, the elements, the strange vagaries and beauties and griefs that make up a life. And the real honor is that we get to do that at all. I don't know, I think in some uh, cosmologies or religions, it might not really be seen as such an honor to have a lifetime in a human body. But hey, at least we didn't come back as a cockroach this time, right? And in terms of being able to experience things, it really is remarkable. It's remarkable that we have the emotions, the thoughts, and then all the various bodily sensory capacities to take in experience. Even experience that's kind of sucky or confusing. If you watch a baby, if you watch a youngster, children, part of their whole like incredible, you know, physicalized, bodily, embodied excitement at the world is that they don't know yet um, what they can do and what all is out there to experience. Older people, maybe we kind of think, oh yeah, I know all about it. I'm bored and then I'm just sad and depressed because of these sad and depressing parts. And we kind of forget about the, the exuberance that's possible simply driven by curiosity and being able to stretch out your body, your skin, being able to feel something, being able to see things, hear things, taste, touch, smell. It's kind of extraordinary if you stop and think about it, that we can love, even that we can hate. This is pretty interesting stuff. So the world card reminds us of just how fascinating this is. But the world card also comes at the end of the major arcana cycle in the Tarot. It's card number 21. The first card in that cycle is card number zero, the Fool. So the Fool is kind of like that baby I was talking about. And if you look at the numbers of the Major Arcana being on a circle instead of in a line, like 0 through 21, put them on a circle like a clock. When you circle back around to 21, you're right there next to 0 again. So you've completed uh, an amazing turn around the world, you know, let's call it a clock. And that puts you back to your fool self your baby self. So if this was, uh, if you wanted to make it like a literal lifetime, you could say, well, this is where you've manifested everything. Then maybe you transform and die and come back as another baby. You know, if reincarnation is a thing the way that we think it is. Many people think it is, right? So if you've got card number 21, the world, you're already teetering on the edge and maybe blending over a little bit over into card number zero, the fool. So why is 21 a separate card? It's more mature. It's more mature. It's been through a lot more. It has experience. And maybe when we get here, it's a point where we kind of, 
allow ourselves to re-engage with our senses, re-engage with greater meaning, re-engage with the excitement and curiosity that we had when we were younger. But we're doing it differently because, hey, we're older. We've been through some stuff. We have a different uh, way of looking at how things work. And we may have more tools for manifesting stuff in the world. We have a much greater understanding of what that world is. Has our understanding of that world gotten a little stale? Okay, that seems like a reasonable possibility. Have we calcified in some ways? Gotten stuck in some ruts? Yeah, that's a possibility. But in this card, we find that we can balance that part of our experience with some serious energy movement, which, hark- which harkens back to our, um, our solstice card that we drew uh, a week or two ago, the card that's going to guide us from summer solstice of 2022 all the way through the winter solstice in December. We're going to keep coming back to that six of coins. And what were we talking about there? I hope you listened to it. I'm sure it was fascinating, you guys. (laughs) So six of coins was really asking us to look at the movement of physical and material energy and to make sure that that stuff gets moving. Well, here's the world. In the world, we get an amazing balance between movement, which is the dancer figure in the middle of the card, and stability or fixedness, which are the four figures in the corners of that card. A bit more on that in a moment. I'm messing with the windscreen again. We are walking up an ancient tree, and its body was felled by men. You can see its stump, which has the, it's been sawed off many, many, many years ago. Actually, there's two of them, it looks like. The one that we're actually walking, like in the guts of this beautiful tree that has become a fallen log. At some point, it was probably a high snag, maybe. Oh, hi there, cutie. There's a very cute golden mantle, little chipmunky-looking thing. Um, And these stumps are here rotting away. And this beautiful, beautiful tree that we're walking inside takes us up, up on these volcanic rocks that are so magical. When I'm out here in Deschutes National Forest with these, It really looks and often feels very similar to wandering around the countryside in Ireland where I lived many years ago. Well, I lived in the city, I lived in Dublin, but um, wandering around the countryside, one would see dolmens and, you know, whatever, stonehenge looking things. I've been to Avebury Circle in, in England, one of the one of my favorite woo-woo places. And so our rocks here have that same feel, but these were all just thrown up here by volcanoes. 
by Mama Nature herself. We didn't need humans to push them into shapes. They just came out this way. And a lot of them have are, are the outside crusts of lava tubes and things like that. So that's where we are right now. We're in the world, just like this card. This is one of my little special spots in the forest. Near where I live, there is another tree that was not felled by loggers or the forest service or whomever. It's just a natural snag. And it still has some great crusty puzzle piece bark clinging to the bottom. Here's what it sounds like. And then the tree itself probably rises about oh, 60, 70. I'm over, no, 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 40 or 50 feet into the air. The top has fallen off long ago. That's what remains. And it's probably much taller than your house. And it's just out here, silvering, turning gray, grayish white. It is quite majestic in its death, in its dying. It's a beautiful little spot here. And maybe I'll sit on this fallen log. That's kind of wet. Maybe I had some wet with some rain. So you're like, okay, it's all very nice that the earth is pretty. Let's talk about that world card. <laughs> okay, here's the world card. Um, I think the world card does ask us to take note of what is pretty, what is interesting, what is in our world, our actual physical world. Our actual physical world and what we in our strange um, modern civilization, which you might hear, has a lot of machines in it. So somebody near here is running around on a dirt bike with no muffler. Very annoying. If you have a dirt bike, will you please put a muffler on it? Just on behalf of everybody here at Burning Tarot, a.k.a. me. Anyway, the world brings us out here into our quote-unquote nature. There's a lot of people who argue that calling nature nature, that using words like the environment, kind of mischaracterizes our true relationship with our true participation in the natural world. We're part of that thing called nature. I am that tree, that snag right in front of me. But whatever, we have a limited vocabulary, so I'm just going to use those words. Nature, the environment. And when we hit the idea of the world, and also when we hit earth element in general, in the tarot, we are constantly being asked to check back in with that larger natural reality. It's not just about the woo vibes, as magnificent as those may be. The woo vibes per permeate and pervade what we call nature, just as they permeate and pervade us. So, you know, as I'm always saying on the Burning Tarot podcast, you got to take off your shoes and plunge your feet into the earth if you possibly can. If you can't do that, find a rock and hold it in your hand. Be grounded. When we pull the world card, I think we're getting the indication that 
we're closer to already being grounded and being balanced with all the other elements than we normally are. The world card comes to us, our handful of burning tarot listeners. Okay, it's more than a handful. I recently saw some actual metrics. There's a bunch of you out there. I don't know who you guys are. So drop me an email. Just say hi, burningtarot at gmail.com. Um, I do hear from some of you regularly, which I totally appreciate. And I'm glad that the podcast and the personal readings that you guys purchase, that those are resonating with you. I find it super fascinating. But of those of us who are regularly communicating, I do think it is pretty much a small handful. And, um, and I appreciate your participation and that you stick with me. It's been over two years now. Um, when, when the podcasts work for you and you let me know, that makes me feel really, really good. <laughs> um, it just does, you know? So I'm curious about y'all. And when we pull the world card, it's telling us, our small group of people in Burning Tarot Land, that this is actually a time of, um, of good opportunity to be real with ourselves, to be real in the world, to move with what moves and changes. Um, let me talk about this card a little bit. Some of you are very familiar with it, but just in case, here we go again. In this version, which is the Smith Rider Wait, the Pamela Coleman Smith illustration, um, we have a naked white lady. And of course, you know, she's perfectly proportioned with the perfect boobs and, you know, as things like this usually are. <laughs> We're not seeing a whole bunch of diversity of like body type or skin color when we go back to these old decks. Um, but I think the spirit of it is well-intentioned. I think it's a type of beauty and fertility, fruitfulness, appreciation that would, in our Western culture, be associated with a, you know, beautiful young woman. She is wrapped about with a purpley blackish uh, cloth. Um, she's holding two double-sided wands or double-tipped wands. And dude, she's dancing. So she's up on one foot, beautiful bare feet. Um, and the other foot is kind of crooked behind her. If you look at the hanged man card, remember that? His legs, as he's hanging upside down, he's being hung upside down by one of his feet. The other foot is making like a, is very crooked, crooked, crooked behind him. And so it makes like the shape of the number four. And if you look at her here, it's kind of that same feeling, only, you know, not so extreme. Um, and, and this card, the world, does echo the hanged man. It also echoes the fool. She's kind of looking off into the distance. Some say she's looking into the past, over her shoulder a bit. But she's not looking stuck. I mean, she's dancing, and she's dancing against a blue sky. So she's not depicted as being in any particular earthly realm. Um, and she is surrounded by an oval-shaped wreath. So like a laurel crown only made into a wreath. 
and there are red sashes tying that together at the top and the bottom. So it's very yonic, or yonic if you prefer. Um, and then in the four corners of the card, each kind of floating about on a cloud type of background, we have, and we're going to start up in the left-hand top corner, we have a man. Next one is an eagle. Moving down to the lower right, we have a lion's head. And then we have a bull's head. So what are these guys doing in here? Sometimes I don't like reading those as part of the card. <laughs> I'm kind of like, these guys are just weird. Why are they here? Today, I really feel like thinking about them. So these are the fixed signs of the zodiac. That man uh, may be depicted in other decks as a cherub uh, or may be depicted in other ways that signify the water carrier, also known as Aquarius. So that's our fixed air sign. Scooching over to the next corner, we have the eagle. Um, and so the eagle, if you think of Scorpio, normally you're going to think of a scorpion as the animal symbol. But Scorpio is also symbolized by the eagle. So hey, there you go. Um, then we've got Leo the lion, right? And so anyway, the Scorpio is our fixed water. It's kind of an uh, interesting concept to think about. How can water be fixed? I guess you can make it into an ice cube. Um, Leo the lion is our fixed fire. And again, this is a very movement-oriented element, so it can be interesting to go, huh, what happens when we say it's fixed? What does fixed fighter feel like? And then we have Taurus the bull, um, the fixed earth sign. Uh, and I recently read a piece where they had done a survey, and they, it was an astrological piece, and they discovered that like this enormous number of astrologers and tarot readers and folks like that maybe religious leaders too, were Tauruses. Like, you know, way more than the one in 12 that would make mathematical sense, you know. Um, and so it was just sort of an interesting article about, oh, maybe fixed earth has something good to offer. Because look at all these people working in this supposedly out there woo-woo realm who are actually fixed earth Taurus people. I liked reading that because I'm a Taurus. It's my sun sign and my Mercury sign. So there you go. That's who's here on the card. So these are the guys who are holding the space for the world dancer in the center. She's got this, you know, magnificent wreath. And she's able to just do her thing in there. You know, with uh, she kind of reminds me of some of the, the fire dancers. I had friends who were fire performers that I used to work with. And I would sing, and they would bring out their fire fans and, and other implements. And they would dance, and they were so beautiful. And I loved being able to perform with them. And, you know, that's kind of what, what she looks like here. Um, that she could be doing that. But the freedom that she has to really initiate movement, really get energies flowing, dancing, 
that's coming through her body. It's not just this kind of show. She's floating in air and the air is dancing her. Well, she is floating in air, kind of. But it's her body, the physical thing that binds her to earth, that is giving her the ability to move. So this is a really good time for gently moving energies through our bodies. For enjoying the pleasure of that. And that could be the sensuality of a swim in a lake on a hot day. That could be the lovely feeling of a long bath. That could be sex. That could be literal dancing. That could be roller derby. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, it's a wonderful time to let your body do it. Astrologically, it's also a time to be aware of um, how sometimes our bodies want to hang on to energies and not let them flow. This would kind of, this would again uh, work with our Six of Coins discussion we had recently. So we don't want to be stuck in earth, stuck in the body. We want to let, we want to let the energies move and maybe we want to encourage them. So gentle things that help us physically, woo-woo, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, move stuff through our bodies. Um, some believe that during, we're having an ingress of Mars into Taurus, that fixed earth sign. Some believe that when that happens, our bodies um, have trouble like metabolizing toxins. I don't know if I believe in astrological medical stuff. I really don't. But it's possible. So if that's part of our woo right now, combined with the world, this would be a wonderful time to do gentle detoxifying. And again, get a massage, take a bath with some Epsom salts, do some dancing, stretching, a little physical therapy. Mm. These are good feeling things. They might give us a bit of pain or like after you get a really good massage, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to lie down and drink a bunch of water. That's fine. This time of gentle movement and manifestation is a good time to do those things. So what are these fixed, you know, Aquarius, Scorpio, Leo, Taurus? What are they doing with the world dancer? Why are they here? You could read this... Um, in a Kabbalistic mode. And I have uh, fielded some questions about the Kabbalah. And I'll answer that towards the end of this reading. Or at least mini answer it. Um, and the numbers, the numerology of this card, which is related to all that as well. It's card number 21. You can read that as XXI, meaning 10, 10, 1 which breaks down to one, 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 which breaks down to three. Um, or you can read it as two, one, and then you can kind of read the stuff that you know about the number two and the stuff you know about the number one and think about how that turns into zero because we're turning into the fool. I'm not going to do a big old deep numerology dive. I'm not really that much of a numbers person. But we do have this... Um, kind of a three energy here in, in this 21 manifested energy. And we've got these four 
fixed signs in the corners. So that, that asks us to look at, well, how do our fixed energies in our own lives, our solid, uh, our solid places that, that maybe resist change and movement, maybe the parts of us that really have to be set up for long-term success, for, it's like building a frame. We're building the building in which the stuff can happen. We're making the container in which the chaos can ensue or just the beautiful dancing. So this is also a good time to take a look at that. If you're doing your astrology, um, look in your chart and look where Aquarius is. Whether you're using Placidus or whole signs or whatever, Aquarius falls somewhere in your chart. It, uh, it falls on one house or another, and that can tell you a little something. Uh, same with the other three. You can look at whether you have planets in each of those fixed signs. And since we also have this, um, we have a bunch of stuff, well, not a bunch. We have some heavy Taurus energy that's going to be coming up in, uh, in the sky, you know, with uh, Mars and Uranus in Taurus, and they're going to be conjuncting there. Uh, that's not necessarily going to be super uh, calming or fun. Could be a rough go. So totally look at your chart and see what you've got in Taurus. That might give you a hint as, to, and as well as the house that Taurus is on for you. So this can give you a hint of like, okay, which parts of my life are really affected by that kind of energy? And that might give you a sensation of like, how can I best, you know, really shore those things up? Really give them my conscious support. Or maybe they're just giving my conscious self support. And it's important for me to look at that and go, oh, look at that. My son in Taurus self is constantly making me come back to the earth. And that's good. That gives me solidity so that I can dance inside my wreath and I can move and I can feel the energies moving. I don't have to get them stuck in fixed earth, but the fixed earth helps me. And in the case of me personally, well, I've got that Mercury in Taurus too. So I come out to the earth and then I feel totally compelled to tell you guys about it, right? So you can do that with each of these signs and just try to get a sense of, wow, where are these fixed elements, these fixed signs supporting me? Is there one that could use a little help? You know, is there one that I typically ignore? Some area of my life that I ignore, and that's where I've got, say, Leo on my chart? Maybe I could give that area a little more attention. Because if all four of them are doing well, fixed and firm, they're able to hold up this wreath. They are able to hold space for my dancer self to move. My naked, beautiful, appealing, sensual dancer self. You know, she just wants to dance with the earth. And we all have that person in us. She doesn't have to be a young white woman with perfect breasts. Who knows what your inner world dancer looks like but the thing is she's in there 
And she can work magic and she can move energies with grace and ease. And now is the time when she wants to do that. So try to give her the opportunity. And maybe you could find the woods or a park, like where I am now. And maybe strip off all your clothes and dance. Maybe I'll do that. Okay, not today. I don't, I don't trust that rain cloud looming. I do do that sometimes out here. I'll strip off some of my clothes. I certainly take off my shoes and get my feet into the earth. So find a place that for you feels safe and fun and dance. That could be solo. That can be with people. Um, if you do a lot of energy work already, that can be like body work type of energy work, or it can be like, um, you know, sitting at the altar, standing at the altar, wands and chalices kind of energy work. Great time for all of that. Really good time. It's a great time for manifestation. It's also a great time to enjoy what has already been manifested. The world card shows us that we have actually already come a long way. You could journal about that and look at all the many things you've accomplished in the last however many years. Start to trace your story. But I would mainly say get off your butt. You know, if you happen to do morning pages and so you're going to sit and write every morning for a half an hour anyway, sure, take it on as a subject. But largely this is a very physicalized energy, or it can be, perhaps should be. So don't just play with this up in your head. Like, this is neat information. I'm going to look at this card and I'm going to write about it. And then I'm going to put something on my altar and that's it. Like, just get in your body. This can also, the world card can also mean something comes to fruition. Just in the most like mundane reading of it, like say there's a project in your life. This can mean something has come to fruition. You'd best recognize it, really enjoy it, and be ready for it to change. Because that's what happens after the world period. So um, if you've just completed a project or it's about to launch... Wonderful time for that. If you've had to put something to bed, this can actually be an indicator of that was a wonderful, successful, in its way, um, a successful thing. And now it's time to bury it, put it to bed, love it, light it a fire. Um, to really appreciate all that it has given you. I mean, that could even be a relationship that's kind of ending or has already ended. The world dancer is able to take, take that grief and that, um, that fear of change that we tend to find in the fixed signs, in those elements. You know, there can be a really... Uh, there can just be a clinginess, especially when you get into the whole fixed earth business. Um, and then that clinginess, clinginess with the ego, with the Leo, right? So that's okay if that stuff is happening. But keep in mind that your world dancer, the world dancer that you are inside of you, 
doesn't matter uh, what biological sex you are, what gender you identify with, we all have this kind of creature within us. This beautiful, naked, young woman who wants to dance. She's able to take those energies and transform them and move them, but it's because she's using her body to do it. She's not just thinking about stuff. She's moving energy. She's carrying her wands, her rods. She's really grooving with the energies. Maybe she's channeling some Aquarius energy and giving it to Taurus, who kind of could use some of that. But you got to let her do it. So it's interesting. This can be like ultimate fruition manifestation time. For if, if it's like a particular project, even a relationship, or maybe a cycle in your life. If you've recently lost something or someone, this is a good time to dance with your grief and or celebration of everything that came with that. Everything that came with that relationship, with that person, oh, with perhaps it was an animal. Yes, I'm thinking of you sending you good beams. One of our listeners recently lost a, a beautiful canine companion who was a friend of mine as well. With the world card, it's the time to dance the grief and dance the beauty of that which has brought you to where you are right now. That includes things that maybe you didn't want to leave. But they're leaving or have left. With fruition, we can have that celebration of something beautiful that we see before us right now. And yet we all know, we all know that this too shall pass. The world will turn into the fool. The moment of clear manifestation balancing our spiritual inner selves with the actual real world. Such a wonderful thing that comes with this card 21. It's amazing. And the beautiful bittersweet part of that is that we all know it ain't gonna last. This is why we have poetry, right? This is why we have songs because the kind of temporal aspect of our human lifetimes is um, it's just really heavy. And we have to celebrate it. We have to celebrate it and celebrate within it. If we try to just celebrate by ignoring it or pretending that it's not there, that never works. But I think in times like these, when uh, a lot of you are in the United States and the rest of you, from what I can see of the little map they show me, they show me on, the, um, on my website thingy, you know, most of you are in English-speaking places, which makes sense. So we have listeners in India and Japan and Australia and New Zealand. We have listeners throughout the Americas. We've got a lot in the UK and the US. So I can't speak to everything in the place where you're listening from. But I know a lot of you are USA Americans, Canadian Americans, and Ireland and UK listeners. And in those places, there's a lot going on socially and politically. 
a lot that's going on environmentally. It's been a rough go. And whichever other country you're logging in from, I'm sure you guys are having some real serious issues too. There's been quite interesting stuff in India, for example. I, I can't pretend to know everything about your specific locale or about your region, but I know that for the whole world, it's been a weird time for quite a while and especially the last two plus years. So during these times of difficulty, I think the world card comes out not to tell us, ignore all that shit, let's party, let's dance. You know, it's not saying that. It's saying we can be really mature. (laughs) And some of you are thinking, especially those of you who know me or have been your reader a long time, you're going like, oh yeah, T is so mature. Okay, but I am kind of mature sometimes, and we all have a maturity that we can invoke, that we can work with. And it's this maturity that allows us to dance while we know things are shitty in some ways, while we know that we have many faults, many griefs, that there are many things that we would like to change about the world or that there's a lot of meditating we need to do so that maybe we can achieve acceptance. Whatever our gig is, it's full of stuff that can upset us and that we can get lost in. Speaking of getting lost, um, the world card would encourage us against getting lost in, you know, online stuff, news reports, TV on all the time, looking at your phone all the time. You know, the world is such a special card, such a special time. So it's encouraging us to dance, not not necessarily like dancing in opposition to the screwedness of stuff, but just dancing from within. Dancing with the vibes we feel, the energies we see, dancing among them. And you know what? Sometimes that can... You can have a, uh, an anger dance. That can be really useful. And it may transform while you're doing it from a stomping anger dance into a flowing, relaxed, beautiful dance. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not somebody who lets your body... <coughs> Ugh, sorry. If you're not someone who lets your body do motions like that usually, find, find a time and a place to do that if you can. If you live alone or if you can get people out of your space for 30 minutes or your kid's sleeping or whatever, put on some headphones and allow yourself to move and dance. Just do it. Even if it feels funny because you're a little rusty, wave your arms around. Um, See what you can feel. Stomp. Stomp on the ground. We can take the world card metaphorically like, I am doing the energy dance, but I think we have the bodies, we may as well actually dance a little bit, even if it's just for like five minutes. I think that's our assignment. It's like every day we spend like five minutes actually moving our bodies and feeling them, moving energy through the body, uh, but letting the body move, letting it do stuff. It will teach us stuff. And you might observe how interestingly it really, um, the body 
by itself without, without our conscious mind overly dictating its movements, how it will um, it'll move us through the elements. You might notice what your body... And that, that's a practice that I do a lot, actually, where I have like a, um, a more stylized and formalized uh, place or place movement little system where I am basically dancing slash praying to each of the four elements. And I start with earth to the north because that's the system that I was originally taught with. And I move to the air, to the east, fighter to the south, water to the west. And I spend time on each element. And I literally dance. Um, and it's fun. And it really lets the body, you know, move around. So you might give that a try. And you can think while you're moving. If You, you know, you can think earth thoughts while you're moving to the earth. You can think air thoughts. Uh, if you're out in nature, you can just observe what's around you, which makes it easier. Like when I'm doing air, I'll typically, I'll just dance to whatever kind of stuff the clouds are doing. Or what some plants are doing when the wind blows through them. So I make it quite literal. <laughs> Uh, which I enjoy, and it keeps it from getting boring. It gets different every time because nature is different every time. So there you go. This was rather long. I'm just I'm really excited that we drew such a magnificent card. Um, I feel like I, for one, have been having some hard times with some health and mental health issues, and to have the tarot come in and say, here you go, dude, here's the world, to me feels quite reassuring and reminds me that my beautiful but limited little body is really a miracle and I can use it to connect with the elements and I can really make sure that the energies are flowing. It's my choice. I'm not just kind of a victim of whatever random stuff is happening around me what news I'm choosing to imbibe. It's a choice. I don't have to watch the news every day or check in with news websites every day. For me, that means uh, I have to run a block on the New York Times site. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll go look. <laughs> so, you know, I block it for five or six days, just give myself a break. Um, it's just nice to have this card reassuring me that I know how to manifest. I know how to step back from the bullshit for a minute uh, without being fake, without being in denial and be with my body and be with the earth. So to me, that's pretty exciting. I hope, um, I hope that you find it exciting as well. This went on really long. So the question I received about the Kabbalistic stuff, I am not going to talk about it today, but I will at some point soon. I do appreciate your questions and comments, burningtarot at gmail.com. You can buy readings right now, but a rush service is not available because I am hoping to be doing some camping and stuff. Um, if you want to pop over and set yourself up for a reading, it's tiffanyleebrown.com slash shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, shoppy. I think it's called Ye Old Tarot Hut Souvenir Shop. That's its full name. And that's enough blathering for now. Much love to all you sweetie darlings out there in Burning Tarotlandia. I'm T. 
a wonderful, wonderful week to y'all. Enjoy a few moments of wind and birds and cicadas. <laughs>